Hello? Hello, is everybody back? Lydia? Yes? It's Paula. Who? Paula? Hi, Paula. Uh-huh. Hi. I don't know if anybody else is back. I heard y'all talking, then the phone went off. It, yeah. It cuts, it cuts off at a certain time, right? Right, and then uh, Ryan resets it again. But some oh. not know. Huh? Some people may not know that he. I don't know if he announced that he will be real. Oh, he didn't. He didn't announce it. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, we've lost few people. Whereabouts are you, Paula? Massachusetts. Are you active? Uh, what do you mean? Well, are you participating in their meetings? Oh, I just started. I just started um, in not even two weeks on the call. Oh, um, if you can, try to get to their meetings. They they have a very good group there. Yeah, um, I'm going to Frank Allen's on April, in April. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have one in March, but it snowed. It was supposed to snow, but it didn't snow, so he canceled it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and we're going to have one in April. But there is a group there. I don't think it's led by Frank. And it meets up. You will find uh, on uh, the website run by Terry, you will find their dates of meeting and contact. Terry, Terry's here? Hmm? Terry is in Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know one. I didn't know one was ran by him too. No, no, but not by him. I think somebody else runs it. But have a good look through Terry's website because there's quite a bit. Which one's Terry's website? It's called StopGangStalkingCrimes.com. Okay, I can look on there and it'll tell me the the, the uh, days. Through it, go into the TI section of the website. He's got okay. Section and then it's got meetings and uh, calls or something like that. It's got various. I, I think you will find it easy to navigate. Okay, okay. Because um, if you knew, you probably have a lot more energy than the TIs who have been TIs for so long. Right, right, exactly. And, um, you know, fresh ideas and energy. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been at TI? Huh? How long have you been at TI? Well, that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't recognize it until the end of 2017, but I just targeted all, all of 2017. But once you, once it starts happening to you, you start realizing um, years before that. So. I count 2015 mm-hmm. 
that I was being gang stalked in 2015. In 2016, huh? Are you working? I uh, know I was. Are you looking for a job? Yes. That's the priority always. Oh yeah, I just went. Let them bring you. Huh? Don't let them bring you down financially. Oh no, I was just telling y'all tonight. Um, well, last night or whatever, that I had got a letter from the job and it was sent back. Yeah. Did you hear me? I don't know if you heard me say that earlier. I did. They would. Do oh, okay. Of tricks. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't connect with you. Um, but they will do all sorts of tricks to trip you, to to make you lose the job, and so on. You have to persevere. Yeah. Do you go yeah. on Renata's calls? I'm sorry. Renata, do you know Renata? No. I think you might benefit from going on her call on Sunday. She's on Sundays? Yeah, Sundays. The, the call. I. I think the call would be also listed on Terry's website. I can give you the number. If you want. Okay. It's one one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get my. What is her name? Uh, Renata Murray. Okay. I'm writing it down. And she is one one six one six. And she's on Sundays at what time? At uh, three o'clock Pacific. So you, I don't know how far are you from Pacific. So it's uh, a bit later for you. I think she's. Oh, she, oh, she's three o'clock. She's okay, wait a minute. Is she three o'clock your time? My time. And you're California, right? Uh huh. So, um, four hours different. I think I'm eleven, twelve, one, two. Three. I think I'm three or four hours different. Three? Yeah, I would say you three hours. So so six o'clock my time. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good call. That's a very positive call. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's uh, also, you know, very inspirational. Um, it's uh, sort of Christian-oriented. Oh, yeah, I need that. Well, I need that. You will find that very much up your street then. Oh, I need that. I really need that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very good on keeping, you know, T.I.'s morale up. Yeah. Mute me. Who's that? Who's that? Hello? I don't know. It's a mute thing. Ah, uh, perhaps it was a perp. They come up too. I can't hear you. It could have been a perp. Some of the calls are infiltrated. Okay. Kyle, are you you back or Linda? Hmm. 
No. Now, do you do you do the chat too? I don't have my own. I I don't generally do it. I read it, but I don't participate too much. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you? No, I I don't. I'm just getting used to the cause. I don't even know how to do it. Well, uh, if you have a computer or smartphone, you can get into the chat. Oh. So you have to log into talkshow.com and then go from there. Oh, okay. Okay. Not too difficult. You just put the talkshow number in a little box on top. Oh, okay. You know, you get the page. And you type in the number of the talk show call. Okay. In the box on the right corner. The now, do you do that? Do you do that every time we have a call? Every time you join the call, if you want to participate in the chat, yeah. Okay. Because you can listen also through the computer or through the device and device. Okay. But if you don't have the right phone. You know, I personally have just a flip phone. And that's what I need. Because these other phones, they get all in them, and yeah. they don't get in your phone, do they? Um, they do, but I very sparsely use the the cell phone. I okay. Online. And, you know, I, I come with the attitude, well, the phone is for making calls, not everything else. Right, 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 right. It's uh, because I've always been used to the desktops. I like the desktops. You're not on. You're not on Facebook, and not, right. That's why you don't need all that. Well, on Facebook you can get through the computer. No, I'm. I'm not active on the Facebook. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I don't follow some stuff on the Facebook or some people, but mm-hmm. I generally don't put my imprint on the net very much. Okay. That way you don't get, you know, I communicate via email with people. How long you been targeted? 21 years. No. Yeah. And you still going through it? Oh, absolutely. No. Well, there's no getting out. Very rare. Unless we all get out. Yeah, you can, you can, it's it's people done got out. You ain't seen the video? I don't know how they got out. Yeah, the lady we were talking about earlier, me and Alex, she got out too. I think that's rare. Mm-hmm. I think that's rare. Oh, they may have eased off, but I don't uh, see myself being let. No. Are are you married? Yeah. Yeah, your husband targeted too? Uh, Occasionally, yes. Oh, wow. But I'm the main target. Oh, wow. Mm, mm, mm. Are you married? No. Do you have children? Yes, one. Yes, one. Mm-hmm. How old? 
He'll be 30 this year. 30? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the attitude of your child? I'm sorry? What is uh, his or her attitude towards gang-stalking? Uh, he doesn't know really what's going on. Like, he doesn't know the, the specifics of targeted individuals and all this electronic harassment. He doesn't know. And he, he, he would brush it off. Like, if you try to talk to him about it, he'll brush it off. Oops. Yeah. It's almost like a mind control over these people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on Terry's website, there are flyers you can print. Oh, okay. Or you can get him to read. Oh, I'm really tired. Who are you? Hmm? Who is that? Where? He said, I'm really tired. You didn't hear that? No. He said, I'm really tired. <laughs> I didn't say that. Not you, somebody else. Oh, yeah, I was stunned because I thought you suddenly changed the subject. <laughs> no, that was somebody else. You didn't hear him? Yes, I did. Oh. But I didn't say it. Not you. Oh. It was similar voice to yours, you know? No, he said, I'm really tired. Was it a he? Yeah. Well, Marcus usually says things like that. It must be him. Anyway, what I was saying is perhaps you give a flyer to your son. Oh, okay. Print some off. Print one off and give it to him. It's a two-page flyer. Oh, two page. Pretty well. I print a a bunch off and give it to people, him and other people too. Yeah. I was I have printed that um, the invisible crime. Have you read that book, the invisible crime? No, I think I heard the excerpts of it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, but when it comes to your son, I wouldn't give him a book. I would just give him one page or two pages to read. Oh, no, he ain't going to read no book. I wouldn't get him no book. <laughs> he would never read no book. Well, you may need his help, you know. Mm-hmm. It's better to convince him of it than have him thinking mom's gone crazy. Exactly. Exactly. We got anybody else on the line? Mhm. You hear that noise? You do. Yeah. Somebody. That's shot. probably the guy you said named Marcus. Uh huh. Ryan, somebody's playing on the phone. Ryan. Hi, Paula? Yes? 
Hi, it's Patrick. Hi, Patrick. How are Hi, you? Patrick. I'm good. Are um, you? My head hurts. But Your I'm head not. hurt? Yeah. I'm sorry. You know that article uh, from Global Research California? Excellent article. Oh, thank you, Lydia. I appreciate you. You you sent me a couple things recently. Yeah, just and I didn't I didn't get back to you and thank you. So oh, thank don't you. worry about thanking. Just read it or listen to it or whatever, because we need to see how this problem is being viewed by various media. I agree. Yeah, I am going to look at it. I, I can't recall exactly what it was about, but it was a, a topic or topics that I had been reading. But discussion on the main, you know, it's RT, so it's uh, television. And it's got a few million viewers in the U.S. So it's worth uh, seeing what they are allowing to come out. And they would be allowing more to come out than, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media, so to speak. And right, yeah, it's interesting. Even Larry King's with them now. And the, all, the other one was, the uh, first one was about uh, use of dues and uh, mind reading and uh, weapons, you know. Uh, it was sort of not quite lighthearted, but it was, uh, we know what's going on, that type of approach, without spelling too much. And the other one was on the Cuban staff, and they have uh, basically reported what was reported in the main press. And there they made a statement that only two people had the brain damage, damaged weight matter. And that they must have got from somewhere, from the main media, because it looks like it was walked back, the statement that everybody got brain damage originally. Right, yeah, my my initial understanding, it, while it, it wasn't everyone, it was a significant number of people. That's right, so was mine, because that's what they said in the press. And in that RT uh, segment, they said that it was only two people. And they were quoting, I don't know if they quoted the source exactly, but they said that's what was said, that it's only two people. So either we have missed our mainstream media walking back the damage, and these people picked it up, that it was only two people, you know, that that the stuff got retracted, in other words, by by the main media. Right. Did did I send you, you the sent information? Out of articles. When you did the your uh, rant, everybody mailing, you sent me that. Okay. So yeah. I have followed myself what was in the press, and you I have a, that. You ha- you send out you send out a web email. I sent out an email to a bunch of TIs That's right. about that one. Yeah, it was a group group mailing. Yeah. A group mailing. And it was about the 
the U.S. Embassy in Cuba because That's the right. staffers That's there. That's on the about, that they reduce the number of people having the effect on their brains. To can, you, can you send it to me, Patrick? Uh, yes. Um, no, when you get time, not now, when you get time. Well, Any day. I was going to get your email address if you... Okay, sure. Because I I like to share if I've... Whenever okay. you're ready. You ready? I, yes, I am. Okay, P for Paula. And then my last name is D-A-N-N-I-S-T. Uh, D-A as in dog? No, D as in boy. Okay. A... N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, I as in ice cream, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, E as in Edward, R as in Robert. So one. P, oh, excuse okay. me. Yeah, good. P, P Bannister, one. One nine at Yahoo. Okay. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, I can. Whenever you get time, you can send it. Whenever. It don't have to be a rush. I just want to know if you can log me on to y'all. I asked Ryan, too, to log me on to his. um, Do he send out email? I think his organization does, the the OSI. I think each. Okay. And then there's the, the, uh, Neil has one, and. Um, but yeah, I don't send out a regular newsletter, but I spent a, a fair amount of time investigating the Cuban situation, so I just sent out what I had accumulated. But what Lydia, I yeah, I do understand what you're saying that they seem to be sort of backpedaling and perhaps yeah. trying to. Not perhaps, but... Um. And uh, I don't think it's RT sort of saying to people, because where would they have gotten it? They don't do their own research. They would re- they would have researched, uh, all right, yeah, they have reporters and all that, but there was nobody reporting from Cuba on their behalf. So they would have used other sources. And uh, I don't recall them quoting the source that it was that particular inquiry or that particular body or newspaper stated that it was only two. They just said it was only two. And that's something to be, you know, that's a red light to me. Something to be concerned about, that suddenly the story is getting twisted. Because, you know, two people can have changes in their white matter. People right. have changes in white matter with age or whatever, illnesses or just genetics. It's not necessarily solely caused. You have to get a group of people with the same symptoms. And right. People who want to hide it, they know that. So, right. so Lydia, Lydia, did you, did you or either Patrick, did y'all come to Unity Day? 
Did y'all come to Unity Day that they had in September or October? I did not. No? Did you, Lydia? Sorry, I didn't catch the question. Did I have Unity? Did you come to Unity Day that they had for the Unity conference? Yeah. No. No? Okay. I would have liked to. I know, huh? I didn't know about it. You know, I'm just now getting on the calls and stuff, so I just found out. I didn't know about it. Yeah, I was happy to hear that there were more than a 100 people, which it's difficult to get us, many of us, in the same place. So, so that was a good show. Yeah, I mean, for us. I mean, for other social causes, it may not be considered a big number, but I think it was good that for our community. The only thing we got screwed by that article written for the Wired magazine by that stupid woman. Oh, yeah, a complete uh, one more hit piece. That may be the most infuriating one that I've read. Did you listen to, uh, or do you listen regularly to uh, Techno Crime Fighters Forum? I I had been all the time, and then I stopped for a little bit. But then I I just listened to part of this past Thursdays. Um, I do, and I think that's the the most effective activist group in the world now, these four women. Yeah, they're all extremely bright and a wide array of talents. And Absolutely. I think we, we should take heed of what they're saying. They're giving a lot of advice on how to construct your evidence and for future cases. Yes. Wow. And Ramola is doing such a good job. Now, Patrick, Lydia was just telling me she was targeted for years. How long have you been targeted? Well, at at least from around 2002, but okay. it may go back further than that. Oh, yeah, I was just telling her that. And sometimes I I wonder if it may have been something from my family or childhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But most of my life, you know, until 2002 was was relatively good, and I had a lot of of great times, so... Mm -hmm. Um, Despite the... Till 2002 or from 2002? Um, yeah, up until t- yeah, up until 2002. Uh, even though I may have been in the crosshairs of something. Well, there was some covert surveillance going on. Um, are you getting poisons inside your house? Um. Not significantly. Um, you get entries? 
Do I get what? I'm sorry. Are you getting entries? Yes. Yeah, in fact, they just came in a couple nights ago and they unscrewed all the bolts to the tanks of the toilets and then they stripped the, the porcelain where the thread is so I couldn't get the bolts back in. So the, the tanks almost fell off each toilet. Oh, God. That's typical shit they do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew that, it it still was, you know, still a pain to deal with because. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So how can we believe the government tell them to go in and do all this? Not the government is such. The the government gives the money, and then the money goes into uh, security agencies, and they in turn in turn hire the contractors, and contractors have their briefs. So, you know, it cannot be pinned on the government directly. Right, that's what I said. I don't think the government is telling them to go in their house and, and break this and break that. And, yeah, the and, government and, tells them to research the Jews, do the brain initiative, whatever. And, you know, it's something you cannot prove. But mm-hmm. there are ways and means. I think the way Catherine Houghton is going about it, it's pretty good. Find the individuals on the lower level or, or on the handler level and go for them. Yeah, I agree. It's sort of I, beginning at the bottom and, and moving our way up. Yeah, and from top, that's Benny's job. And uh, it, it, we, we should try attacking from all the sides but it's getting names and pinning people down, making individuals responsible. Yeah, that makes yeah that makes sense. My brain is not thinking. My brain's not on. I, this headache. Oh. I usually don't say it, but tonight I just the headache has been so severe, and I know it's not from. You know, it's most likely tech induced. Mm. Are you shielding your head? I I've found that it doesn't doesn't help even if I do layers and put you, a hat on and are you shielded in the house in some way when you sleep? Um I'm not. You should. Well it's an awkward position. I'm trying to get out from my parents um thumb my dad especially if i were to do anything like line the home with copper or do make anything that was tangible he would use that as fodder to have me put in a, a behavioral health unit um are you at your parents house i i rent a townhome from my dad. Uh, okay. And I, ha- and I hadn't lived near my dad for 25 plus years. Um, and I thought things might have, might have improved, but they didn't. And um, No, I don't think from what you said, I don't think he will ever treat you correctly. But no. I, in, within a uh, short physical distance, from him? 
Yes, and he definitely he he has a. It's hard to tease out what is the general targeting, and then what may be his, tar, you know, his, what he sort of adds to it. He sort of you know rides the coattail of the existing harassment, and I suspect he adds his own. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to know. Um, and why is he doing it for financial gain? Not financial. Um, oh, get this. Well, it happened. Yeah, my dad and I just simply don't get along. I think it's very difficult for for people to um, understand that. And I understand, you know, and I understand why that is because even I <laughs> have a hard time understanding it. Um, well, it it is a fact. Exactly. That's you know what I what I'm speaking to people who are filled with you know skepticism about what I'm saying. I often you know ask them, well, you do know the scenario of a an ex husband that's chasing uh, his wife around the country and maybe even around the world and is harassing her and doing these things to her and. Most people can can process that, yeah. and then I just say, so you know, why do you understand that the same thing could happen between a father and a son? Um, so that's that's the way I I sort of right. go at it. Of course, I never would have moved anywhere near him if I knew things had not only gotten um, bad but much much worse. Did you listen uh, to that story? Was it Chris Branson? His father scooped him up, made him fly into the country, into the U.S. from Cambodia, and then put him in the mental ward. Oh, oh I, 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 I do remember that. Yeah, Chris. Similar? He was... That's very similar. Yes. And I think, I think one thing, and we—I I know I've said this before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. But one thing that I don't think we as a community stress enough is the um, the strong possibility that a lot of you know, at least family members, friends, um, in addition to maybe getting gifts or you know getting some sort of material gain um i suspect some of the people in our families may be um okay. blackmail they they may be blackmailed so someone may have dirt on them and you know essentially say you either go along with us um or we yeah. will okay. release this okay. information I, that's just a get, you know. That's just a guess. It's just a speculation. But I think. Well, I think it happened too many times. And yes, they could be programmed subconsciously. They may not be TIs in that true sense, but they can be programmed into these behavior into these behaviors. So they could be under uh, remote control, as I call it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's I think a lot. I think they got a lot of people under that remote, that mind control. Yeah, a lot of people under that. I try to remain open to all all different possibilities and theories, and yeah. um, but most of the people around me, say for instance, in my complex. The ones who have participated, many of them have been compensated materially. So, you know, new cars, um, maybe getting out of jail early, maybe not going to jail or prison. Um, So it seems like they're being controlled, but being controlled by greed. Um, Are you on the outskirts of... uh uh, Twin Cities? Um, no, I'm in mean, uh, the, oh, the, like the triangle, the research triangle. I, I'm in North Carolina. Oh, you're in North Carolina? I thought you were. Why did I? Well, I've lived, um, I lived in Minnesota in my 20s. Um, oh, and you're not in Minnesota now? No, I've been in uh, North Carolina for the last four years, and I've moved around quite a bit, but always in the states, Um, the Colorado, New York State, Maryland, um, and the last three, well, actually the last four states, including, you know, the moving has been because of what was going on, but I didn't, I didn't know at the time that it was not a, a local thing. I could, you know, in New York, I thought it was a local thing because I was a social worker and I had, um, so you didn't angered some powerful people. And so I thought, you know, that I had essentially worn out my welcome and, and, and got the wrong people angry. So and you, so then I thought the same thing in Colorado. Um, so you weren't really aware of the global aspects of gun stalking until... No, I, yeah, no, I wasn't. I, I, I was aware of um, a lot of COINTELPRO, well, COINTELPRO, and then I had been... Um, from a young age, I I was interested in different programs like MK Ultra and things because I lived in Maryland down the street from uh, Fort Detrick. It's the biological weapons. Um, so I knew about COINTEL Pro and similar type activity okay. where government was essentially quelling First Amendment, you know, First Amendment speech. Um, right, but you weren't uh, connecting the dots, so to speak. No, and especially not not at the international level. And um, if I had connected the dots, when I, when I, at one point I was living in a, a relative, well, not relatively, a very small mountain town in Colorado. If I had known it was federal, I would have stayed there because I would have been able to convince more people over time that I didn't pose a danger to them because many of them were 
um, fearful or um, normal didn't people. trust didn't trust the government. So, so uh, what what uh, little town was that? Uh, Allen's Park. Oh yeah. It's be- it's 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 in Boulder County, but um, deep in the mountains, a beautiful little town, um, a little valley surrounded by the you know mountains from nine thousand to fourteen thousand feet. And beautiful. Yeah, the elk coming through my front yard and. Yeah, I would have regretted leaving that place like that. It was it was very difficult, um, but it was a, almost everywhere you did. Uh, the the did different you, states that in, I just. You're around the research triangle. Well, I'm a little west in in Greensboro. Yeah, well, the research triangle, the medical facilities up there, uh, and all the research, they are directly involved with the CIA. And and just about a half hour, forty minutes south of there is a town, a little town called Smithfield. Are you familiar okay. with Smithfield? It's, it's I'm not just familiar, right up, but it, I, I, yeah, it rings a bell. Um, it's right around Yeka. Uh, um, well, anyway, I was in. I was living in Maryland. I'm from Maryland. And 50 minutes from D.C., which is about anywhere in Maryland almost. And um, when it happened to me, and they came right out of D.C. on me. And like you, I was up against one of the top ten in the country law firms. So I assumed, you know, it was just in my world. And it, I, loved, I was around big people who didn't want to pay me. And... Um, and so I was advised to leave state and... I didn't have the words that define the way people were acting toward me. I, you know, roboticized, but I mean, I just didn't have the terms for it. Didn't have a moment's peace. So I, I was advised to move out of state and told, you know, I was so confused. They said, well, move here in East North Carolina in Smith. I ended up in Smithfield, which is in Johnston County. And that's oh, the home of the yeah. CIA tour. Well, the CIA torture rendition, you know, the torturers, the torture prisons. Tor- sure, tor- yeah. Look up. Yeah, yeah, the, the torture... Um, Headquarters. Uh, they have torture taxis down there. This is not funny. And they have their airport there, and they also had biotech, and they had it real high fenced up, and they had it, like, you had to go through, instead of, like, uh, security... Was like a te- like a prison towers built around it, mm-hmm. and all I heard down there was that was the biggest thing coming, and that's what they they use. They sprayed down on us and um, nanotechnology, biotech, and um. How close, is, when, that, how close that? is that Fayetteville? Fay- now Fayetteville is much further down south, a lot further. Okay, that's one down yeah, Fort Bragg is down there, and they're big in there. But I was in Maryland, and right up the road from me was uh, um, Fort Aberdeen and um, not Elkridge. Um, El- sorry, 
Is it Elk Ridge? No. Real famous for, uh, what's it called? Is it Oak Ridge? No, in Maryland it's called, it starts with an E. Darn, I grew up here. I <laughs> can't remember. Um, it's in famous for the CIA where they, you know, they did a lot of uh, chemical radiations and stuff like that on people, on the military, sadly. Um, and so what oh, I so learned in my travels of being like the, what's that? Was it Edgewood? Yes. Our, yep. And uh, I caught them well, coming in off of Fort Bragg with me. I'm sorry. What was that? I said oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard Paula saying something. I just missed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So I, in my tr- sad targeting travels leading up to this really horrific stuff, uh, I felt like I was a born identity. You know, they were coming in out of D.C. They, Johns Hopkins was involved. But strangely, Virginia uh, was helping me. And, and because I grew I worked at Hopkins from the time I was 14 and a half off and went into adulthood. And my relatives have been there longer than anybody in the world ever at 60-some years. So she, I had doctors that were calling me down in Smithfield at my house telling me, you know, begging me, please, we're not involved in that. And then they asked if another group of doctors could call me radiologists. And they were telling me, uh, I said, they were popping the electrical outlets and my feet were swelling up. And they were telling me what to put over the outlets. And um, it was pretty bad. Uh, It's a small town, but I mean, half the town was on my side. And I ended up having detectives come. Uh, they had my back, and they turned out they were high. Le- some of them were high-level, state-level investigators, and even and they they had long talks with me. They and they did they they made sure we were inside buildings where they hit devices so nobody could hear us. And they were making phone calls trying to get it stopped. They really were right in front of me, and uh, they sat me down and said, you know. They said, look, all of us were lied to around the country. Now, they were all told these weapons were, you know, for terrorists. And they learned that 9-11, because of my presence, they investigated and learned that, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. And they said that all of us have been lied to and our constitutional bill of rights were, you know, trampled on. And they said that all of us had a lot to learn from it and, it was when I left there, and it was all hell, hell. It was hellacious there. And when I left there, you know, and I'm told, one of the detectives, you know, very Christian-minded, Barry, and he had a Bible in his hand, and he said, look, uh, he said, they they called Christ Jehovah. He said, Jehovah will be with you in your sick and dying bed. And my hair stood up. And so that was a, a pivotal moment, and I'm not getting... I didn't realize I was getting hit yet. I just knew it was coming from electrical outlets. There was a huge satellite behind me and drones. The sheriff said, these are drones on you. And I watched them. And um, so I chose Florida. I thought, I'm going to walk up and down the beach in my dying days. I didn't have any idea. And I got there day one. 
you know, it was when they came at me, you it was awful. But you Colorado's bad. That's where the CIA the CIA the um is in Colorado, the uh they have a big underground facility there. Are you aware of that? Oh, the NORAD? Oh, all of them, yeah. NORAD, uh, NORTHCOM, uh, but they have a CIA. Yeah, I, I, they, they're no longer in D.C. They moved, the government moved some years ago out there. Well, I think the main, you know, you still have the CIA and Langley and Oh, no. Uh-uh. 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 They all moved out there to the middle of the country underground. There's 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 nobody left in D.C. If you see them on TV, they look real good. It's uh, it's a fake background, and uh, they use green screens and everything else. No, they they are underground, waiting for something to happen. So. There's a reason why they did 9 11. Well, I, like you, I, I grew up outside of DC, so I have yeah. quite a few people that work mm-hmm. for different I agencies. Still, and I, they still it, go to work at Langley or Quantico. Well, if they do, if, to this day, if they do, they're not a part of uh, of the of the real shadowy government. They're not a part of the you know the real. They're not. They've been left behind. Well, that because be. they got every they moved everybody over there, all of them. They moved them over there. Continue, continue. What they call continuation of government. Yeah, in the event of an emergency, they moved out there and. Uh, yeah, the, con- con- the DOD directives. Yes. Continuity Continu- government. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I am familiar with that and the yeah. reality of underground bases, but. Yeah. Now they're they're not. They're, if anybody's in Washington D.C., then they're not on the. So the general conclusion is best not to live anywhere around the places where they have military or uh, CIA, NSA. Well, this um, this follows you everywhere. This is well, yeah, it will follow you, but uh, you have concentration of uh, perps probably around these places. Oh sure, yeah. But there, this is everywhere. This is all done remotely, remote neuro. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, if it is um, such a big catchment area for them, there would be more perps if they experimenting with other stuff. I, 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 I've been up and down the East Coast and into Georgia and the Western ma- Mountains, North Carolina, and no matter where I go, uh, Are you yeah, they're there. there. Or you traveled? Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I, I'm adamant. You know, most... You know, I've even spoken with... Uh, uh, so-called super soldier and uh, a very, I think, very respectable one, uh, uh, opinion, and uh, spoke on a couple times right before Christmas. And uh, even he said he said that 
uh, you know, this is done remotely. It was one time done with real agents and all that on the ground, but no, no more. And I didn't think so. I, I already didn't think so. They you know, what, like, the, like what I've seen today were people that were super controlled. Super controlled. Did they follow you when you moved? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, no, no. Uh-uh. It's just, you know, it, I get it everywhere, but not, no, it's never the same people. So you did, Ever. when you moved, you still got it in the new town. I'm sorry? Uh-huh. When I moved? When you moved. Get a little um, muffled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Can you hear me better? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you move, when you move from town to town, they they were following you, in the, or you had more new yeah, ones in that every, new town. Every time, yes. And I realized that there, you know, I, a few years ago, I knew there was no so-called gang stalkers. That it was uh, people were being controlled, even cops. They're being controlled. Yeah, the cops there. They being controlled to follow me on every street and bus stop I go to and put their sirens on. Yeah, and the, reality, I know, well, the reality is, I mean, they're targets, too. They just, you know, now I'm actually seeing in, you know, in search of, uh, I go research and stuff, and then I find by accident people actually talking about that they're having thought, they're worried. They got thoughts being put in their minds of to go over the yellow line and try to hit other people. And that's how, what they do to me. Mm-hmm. All the time. This is um, it's heavy, but you know, it's it's in the air. The way they're doing it. I mean, you know, when they they just threw out five G, that's military grade. But uh, they they chemtrail sprayed us for so long. The skies are so super ionized that you know what goes up must come down over the, the decades. And uh, smart dust isn't everywhere. It's literally everywhere. And it's like a coating, like an overlay. Electrifying the clouds. Well, it's, what goes up must come down. Well, aluminum comes down, and all the chem, which they put into chemtrails. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, if you if you follow scientist Clifford Carnicum, who uh, uh, he originally worked on all this, and then he whistleblew. Uh, he he has a site, CarnicumInstitute.org. Uh, and there's a forum over there where there are some scientists that have popped in and out of there and given their advice anonymously. And, um, you know, they said, well, everybody's got to sit on this, this smart dust, nano, yeah, super get, nano. Yes, you would get the nano. But that is dispersed from the clouds, and uh, that is one of the components. But the it's major, just one. major component is aluminium, and aluminium gives people Alzheimer's. Oh, and aluminum, I, yeah, and barium, and yeah, there's a lot more to it there than that. I mean, they've sprayed down uh, weaponized parasites that, um, you know, that e- they can actually program them to go straight for a certain person, the DNA, and each DNA is, is you know, special to each person. We each give off a, a DNA, a aura, so to speak, you know, an energy wave. And, uh, yeah, you know, but they can eat the- think uh, 
overall, this weather modification is causing uh, electrification because they not only do the spraying, but they also electrify atmosphere. Yeah, I'm very aware of it. So uh, that electrification, in turn, may assist them to be able to uh, hit us more precisely. Oh, yeah. Chemtrails is a medium, and the, the sky, uh, the, the air is ionized super. Yeah, but it's ionized on purpose. Oh, yeah. So yep. uh, together with the weather modification, you have the uh, electrification of the atmosphere. It's part of it. it, it, it one month after 9-11, uh, former Ohio congressional member of two senators, he put through uh, the Space Preservation Act. He was calling for an immediate permanent ban on all space-based weapons, and he names off everything. I mean, psychotronics, electromagnetics, frequency, um, every beam weapon, blah, blah, blah. He went on and on, chemtrails, everything. And uh, he was lucky if a handful backed him up. And there's over, I believe believe there's a... Kucinich did that in California. It was only... No. No, he... He was from Ohio. Yes, but the Preservation Act was in Space California, not overall. No. no, he was a congressman in Washington, D.C. He submitted it in Washington, D.C. Yeah, but who did he represent? California? I Ohio. He represented Ohio? Yes, so Ohio has got the Space Preservation Act? Because it's are, are you in America? Are, are you in the U.S.? I wasn't in the U.S. at the time, only briefly in 2000. Okay. Oh, you're not here. Okay. In America, uh, he's from Ohio, but he's a congressman. He he worked in D.C., so he submitted it in Washington, D.C. to the House of Representatives, and then it goes to the Senate. If it's, if it's approved at the House, then it heads for the Senate. And he submitted it, but he... Needed a lot of people in the house, you know, the house to back him up, and he oh. only had a few in O one, and then he tried it again in O two, and he had a little bit more, but not enough. Then he tried in O five, and no, he got the only thing he got was a response from the Department of Defense, and it was not nice. It was not good. But I thought that it actually was in force over in California. That was my impression. I think Patrick might... Space Preservation Act? Yeah. It did not go through. Hmm. Sorry. That's not what I understood. I thought... Well, you know, I could be wrong, but, you know, you can run a... Anybody can run a search and see that it did not go through. He, he, He... I don't know what happened in California... I just know he tried while he was a congressman, and he filed yeah, it on D.C. And, and all three times it was, did not go through. It never went through, or we wouldn't be sitting here. Hmm. Is Patrick still there, great researcher of ours? He may settle I'm sorry, down. I'm, yeah, it was, it, it was a, a bill, the Space Preservation Act of 2001, and and um, Huggy's right, according to 
my understanding. I'm actually looking at it. Yeah, so it didn't go through at the national level, but mm-hmm. there there is a city in California that was able to pass something, but yeah. it Richmond. wasn't. Richmond, thank you. Yeah, and I don't. Right. So it was fairly local. Yes. Nevertheless, it's. Uh, well, yeah, it's a, but it's a small little town over there, in California. It doesn't make up. Resident. That's what's important. Oh, well, there was a, a um a councilwoman who backed him up there, so it was. Uh, was five was it five to two five four two against i know i i read it earlier i found the story earlier tonight right so so at least we have it in one place yeah one right. little town. so yeah the precedent yeah. is there at least a little momentum the precedent no precedence there well if it's in force it Richmond County in one city in America. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. No. Oh yeah, like a legal precedent, not. Yeah, we we we. It has to be passed on a national level to mm-hmm. be a law passed. It starts uh, from the states. You know, a lot of these actions can be run within a state, all right. It's just one city, but it's better than nothing. That's important. Oh, well, anyway, that's all right. I only just called in to say hi to the gentleman. Uh, I'll just put myself on mute again. I'd rather listen. Thank you. What do you think, Patrick? Can we get any mileage out of it? I don't know, to be honest. I think it's our only option. But I think, again, like you had said, the the strategy of working at the local level and then then also at the the federal level makes sense. Yeah, local level is slow. And uh, the effect of local level would take quite a long time. Well, you know, to spread on to national level. And I remember that this act um, in California was almost like laughed at by certain groups of people. Mm-hmm. Why have that, you know, that mm-hmm. trying to discredit him for getting that in the first place? Why the heck should we have it sort of thing? Right. Well, I, I have to be honest that I I was wondering at the time what it was all about and was skeptical. Um, I knew about directed energy weapons, but I na- naively thought that the DOD wouldn't risk um, using them on on American citizens. Yeah. Or if they did, I thought it would be as they've done in the past on, you know, people in prisons or hospitals um, or in combat situations. But, of, of course, now what I've painfully come come to realize is uh, 
there's less liability and less of a risk of getting caught by using it on isolated citizens. Because yeah. combat situations are um, uh, they're harder to contain. The news spreads. It's like use of uh, uh, chemical weapons. Right. Like, you know, whatever happened in Fallujah, for instance. You have so many people on the ground, like doctors without borders or whatever it may be. Oh, that was their logical choice. Is that a a loose breather? It's not a heavy breather. Somebody... been on disability for a while. Um, it's a very s- small sum of money. Yeah, and you're getting a reduction from your father on the rent. Is that so? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time with exercising control over you by not charging you uh, enough for the apartment, therefore he can have uh, influence on your life. Well, he actually, uh, I give, you know, 75% of my my check each month, $840, so. So there is some sense in, in keeping that apartment. What I'm getting at is, uh, would it not be better for you to put some distance between yourself and your family? Uh, yeah, it, it would be better if I could, but it's the it's the lack. You know, to do the physical move and then to to to, you know, I would and so you have to pay for the first month and the last times and a security deposit so it boils down to the, the, the logistics and the money when I was younger I would have just gotten a few backpacks and hitchhiked out of here um, yeah. or, or I would have had a car and you know but I'm sorry I live with this snorer is really interrupting. Um, you don't have a car now, I take it? No. So it's harder to make an exit. Yeah. 
I can drive, but I have some things going on with my spine and my neck that sometimes it can be a little difficult. But the short distances you can do, I take it. Yes. So you don't depend on being too close. Uh, you can be far in the suburbs. If you had a car, that is. Yes. If I had a car, I'd, I'd prefer living in rural or... Yeah. I got spoiled when I, as a younger person and being able to a lot of natural, naturally beautiful thoughts. Yeah, to have to leave, leave that place, the Allen's Park, that's really sad. Because yeah. the surroundings would have been beautiful. Yeah, it was. We get that snorer off. So we blow the whistle, loud whistle, warn everybody <laughs> that they're here. Brian, you're still awake? Brian oh, is awake. I was hearing this if he was awake. Or he might be doing something else. I'm hearing it. Right. Perpy. And then everything is perpy in uh, T.I.'s mind. Yeah. We are a a sensitized bunch. Yeah. I'm sensitized to peanut butter. By two. YouTube? <laughs> I am. I don't like peanut butter. Oh, you don't like it? Okay. Well, I prefer, I prefer almond butter, but I like peanut butter. Oh, I haven't had almond butter. Perhaps I'll try it. I like almonds. Yeah, almond butter, I, I like a lot. I think it's a little better for you. Yeah, almonds are very good for you. Yeah. But my almond cup this year had got knocked down by the weather modificators who decided to give us a bit of winter towards the end of March. So all the flowers got knocked off. Oh, wow. They were just beginning to bloom. Yeah, they were in full bloom. There was no winter here. I don't know. How is it in Carolina? Which southern Carolina you are in, yes? Uh, no, north. North. Which one is better? North or south? Well, if, if, if I could live where I wanted to in North Carolina, I would live in the mountains of North Carolina. But I really don't know... 
what they call sort of the flatlands that well of either North Carolina or South Carolina, even though I've been here for four years. And um, it's flat where you are, right? It is flat, yeah. Uh, I hate flat. Yeah, I've spent a little bit of time on the coast. It was nice being near the ocean, but I've never lived there. Mm. But yeah, I love mountains. Yeah, they can keep the ocean, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm a person who doesn't like sand, doesn't like the waves, and the salt in the water. So <laughs> yeah, so it was... doesn't leave me many options. Yeah. Definitely. I love the lakes, so. Lakes and rivers. But not yeah, the ocean. I have... I have a lake that's in, in walking distance. Oh, that's nice. But it... I, in order to access it, I used to be able to go through... Um, a wooded area that there was no trail. Uh-huh. But then they built a bunch of homes right in front of where I used to go into the woods. So uh. now in order to access the lake, I have to walk about a mile and a half down oh. the road. And oh, that's, that's a long distance. Oh, Patrick, I just wanted you to know, I think... I've been listening to you all night long. You're a nice guy, and uh, uh, I'm sorry. Says the lady, I'm sorry that this happened to any of you, and so you know, I wish I wish I could change it myself. Yeah. Well, we all wish it could be changed, and we have to work till it's changing, and that's why any information, any ideas are mo most welcome. Uh, I yes, I I'm fascinated. I don't feel there are ideas myself, you know, but I don't want to take hope from anybody. But I just, I go with reality, you know. I, I think, you know, a lot of TIs, you know, which personally, I could have went, I wanted to go to that, uh, uh, the thing they had up there in Northeast, which uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, I'm just too, too sick from all of it, I'm too disabled. And I think that, that's probably the case of a lot of targets, uh, if they made it this far. Oh. Yeah. It, and, it, and, 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 it, it takes a lot of them broke, a lot. I mean, I'm not far from it myself. But, I mean, I just a lot of TIs are homeless. Uh, they're living in motel rooms, and they don't know what they're going to do. They live in their cars. Uh, it's sad. Yeah, I remind myself of that often that even though people come into my home a lot, it, I still have a home and a bed. And, yeah. and you know, one lady um, talking about getting on the road with vehicles, uh, with vans converted to living. Oh, yeah, I heard someone talking about, like, oh, a... For a long time, talking about that it's, you know, a pipe dream that everything would be all right. The first thing the perps do is 
sabotage the vehicle. So you spend yeah. all what you've saved on keeping yourself on the road, and you dread breaking down. They just damage the vehicle so much that it's not feasible to, to stay on the road. The best thing probably is to use hired vehicles, like Linda does, and she changes them every week because they are so contaminated. with. Poison. I can give you a little advice. Uh, do you have uh, access to your smart meter and your uh, interior electric box? Well, I had a smart meter. And because I have a large property, the smart meter was like uh, 500 yards away from the house on my uh, power uh, station, you know. So I thought I have been uh, attacked by Jews before the smart meter was installed. So I didn't ever blame the smart meter too much. But I thought, let's eliminate it. So some years back, I told uh, PG&E to take their meter. And I have ordinary meter now. Oh, good for you. I, uh, away. I, I have uh, an older, I have the meter right below the smart meter. Uh, however, uh, I'm getting just as bad, surprisingly. But what I do, I went out and I took Reflectac. And it's a thick bubble type. You can get it at, at Amazon.com or like, Lowe's yeah, or where. I, I use and I, oh, well, so I, I took that. You put it under the meter so it doesn't uh, send the waves towards the house. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I put three layers around the exterior round part and I put a piece of copper around it and uh, took the copper and wrapped it around the metal pipe to uh, round it. And then inside, I have Reflectex up on the basement windows and on the windows in the bedroom right above it. And then also in in the interior, at the basement, basing, I have an electric box and I have a makeshift, uh, I made it with Reflectex uh, various uh, layers and I have it sealed and taped over it, and then and that big time cuts it down big time. Yeah. And then up, and these appliances up, don't overheat in uh, being covered up like that, do they? No. Because, you know the these meters they're known to have started lots of fires. That's from the well, that's from the uh, that's from the signals coming out of it. So I mean, no, I'm. I'm blocking. I'm not blocking anything on the side. Yeah. Somehow it stops the signal from it going scattered, like scattered matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They still get a reading. It still reads on it the front. It sends the signal. Yeah. Now you can put a screen over it, and I lived like that for several years, and it. Uh, and it yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't have that meter, but uh, you know, I'm in an area where the nearest house is like a mile away. But I'm sure they have smart meters, or at least I suspect they have smart meters, because I get my dogs barking for no reason, like if they were hit, about twice a day. And that's when that meter sends very uh, strong signals. 
Are, are you so they don't. They could be sitting down one spot and suddenly go into that overdrive of kicking and howling. I, I get and that. And they stop after uh, a minute. Well, when I get them, you know, them stuck. I notice I've had it happen enough that uh, the drones are. Co- I get drones coming through. Yeah, uh, I do. No. I had one drone hanging around one night, very low in the sky, but not over my house, just in France, probably a mile or two away. I couldn't really judge the distance. Uh, and no. that, that has gone. I I know oh. all the stars and their positions at the different times of the night because I'm a night lark. And it was something which struck me very quickly. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to get the map of the sky and start digging for some planet which visits once a year. And I missed it or something in the past. It was definitely something which never was there. And low on the horizon as well. So I thought, well, it's a drone. Whether it's uh, sitting for my benefit or somebody's benefit, I don't know. But it had uh, disappeared the following night. Yeah, I consider this uh, an extremely cowardly holocaust. Extremely cowardly. I've done a lot of research on them, and um, yeah, they're for them to be where they're at, to be doing it in this manner, so, uh, you know, the level of... Yeah, but I kind of accepted uh, that they're doing it, but at the same time, I'm more concentrated on fighting them, on thinking of the ways to beat it up, rather than, you know, uh, try to psychoanalyze why they're doing it. Why they oh, that's, that's a small part of it. Well, I'm entitled to that. We're all different people. I, I you know, uh, yeah. I've done my. No. I've already concentrated. Excuse me on um on the uh, uh, shielding aspect of it. You know, I I can't afford a Faraday cage. You know, yeah, I'm not sure that. they all work. But uh, you, you know, I'm, more more not to grace them with my uh, concentration on them, with my thoughts and my energy going into trying to figure out why they're doing it. And uh, I just treat them like vermin. I just think of them like vermin. Oh, I agree. I no longer... I did. I was more interested in the history of the U.S. and how how they got where they're at. That really baffled me quite a while. It no longer does. Yeah, but I'm a historian, so that's for sure. Oh, it's my interest. You know, I'm a historian. Yeah, Yeah. but as far as, you know, moaning about how cruel and what they did and all that, I think we're empowering them that way. That's why. You know, I understand your, your, I respect your opinion, just as I'd hope you'd respect mine. Yeah, but uh, you're not that different. If you uh, I'm gonna, I, I just got on here really to tell Patrick uh, it's very nice. I wanted him to know it was very nice because uh, he was he's in the same area almost where I live uh-huh. and where the, the CIA really came down on me. So I'm going to get off of here. It's early morning, 
And I hope everybody in here has a very blessed uh, night and day, and I hope you find some relief like I do. And everybody take good care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Huggy. Have a good morning, I guess. Yeah, I, I just feel it's not good for us to to think like, oh, how could they do this and that? Psychopaths are psychopaths. Yeah, that's an easy one for me. You know, just looking yeah, back, Stalin, all the all the different genocides. So I don't get stuck on that one. Um, it's unproductive, and we can't change anything. Right. Yeah. It's just to look where we can be affected. I mean, it, it's tragic, I agree, but there is no point going over and over the same ground again. I mean, Kyle was so forgiving for such a long time, but now I'm glad that he has uh, reached the stage where he really sees for what it is. And they yeah. cannot deny that they don't know, that they don't have these intentions to do stuff to us. And claim ignorance. They cannot claim ignorance anymore. It just um, takes a, a short look on, on the internet to know what the scope of this operation is. Well, yeah, I've had both friends and family who. Um, I suspect know a fair amount about it more than I do for, from the the perpetrator's point of view. Um, and some of them were acting as if they wanted to tell me something the last time I saw them. They were very conflicted and you know, something was eating them up and trying to spit something out. But I imagine because of their their lives and careers and families, they couldn't tell me. But um, Well, I just don't think they deserve all that concern of ours. So perhaps we could... Uh, uh, in some way modify their behavior. I don't think we, we can modify their behavior. We have to modify it by force of some sort, by enacting the law, by making sure that the laws are enacted correctly, that the new laws are formed, that the court cases are going to go through satisfactorily, that kind of stuff really positive action. Yeah. And knowledge. Perhaps we should uh, have some time spent outside schools fishing out uh, the flyers that the kids get the info before they are droning to talking. Yeah, I think I think handing out the flyers is great. In my case, I have to be a little 
careful. Because what I do is I try to. I don't try, but I I speak directly to to the the head managers or the head owners or you know or people that work at different businesses that I frequent to sort of tell them a little bit about well, what's going on. Um, that's even better, I think. Yeah, I try to try to target people at a higher level, but then also the just the employees too and Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very good. That's very commendable. Because a lot of people are afraid to do that. A lot of TIs. Yeah, the worst yeah, the that I'm okay with the you know, the mobbing and all that out in the community. I'm pretty accustomed to it. Occasionally they will deliberately brush up against me and you know, sometimes that gets me a little jumpy but I'm not um someone to lash out, but yeah, I speak with some you know, I speak with different people and I did speak with a few young men who were working at a, a local pharmacy and uh I gave one an address of one of the websites, the not the one not one that people say a lot, but I think it's a well written one. It was fightgangstalking.com. dot uh-huh. com, and I just sort of you know wrote it on a piece of paper, just handed to a few guys after telling them a little bit about it, and just saying, hey, you know, if you've been recruited to be part of a um a citizen on patrol type thing just so you know I've I've never been charged with a crime and that sort of stuff but yeah the next time I went and spoke with one of the young men I couldn't get a read on if he was even processing what I was saying to him because he was just sort of looking down and and I was saying, well, I think a lot of the police don't even realize what's going on because they'll get just a, a notification that we might have some sort of status. And, um, and he said to me, you'd be surprised how, how little some of the cops actually know. And then after that, I... The, the three young men who were working at the pharmacy no longer work there. So hmm. now it could be just coincidence, but um, you think they got a better offer? It could have been, yeah. It could have been just simply that they were went from one pharmacy to another. Um, or got recruited into stalking. I no. What I what I seem to pick up on is that they weren't comfortable with it. They were they were not doing the the theater type stuff and enjoying it. They seemed to be doing as little as they needed to do, probably mm-hmm. to re- remain employed. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done your bit. 
Yeah, and I, 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 when I, you know, when I have time, and I know a, a police officer isn't really, really jumpy and wants to go immediately, I'll just tell him a little bit about what's going on and. Yeah, you have to tailor it, though. You have to make a quick assessment. Is that a bright guy? Is he interested, or is he just counting the time before he goes home? Uh, it's uh, that that assessment, how to uh, phrase everything, which is important, because the people's uh, people's attention span is so low nowadays. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um um I never transitioned to the the smartphones and I've only texted I think three times in my whole life. Um and so I I still write long too drawn out and I have to I can write in a concise manner. But it's more difficult for me, and it's the same thing with with um, just speaking with people. But that's something that I need need to keep working on is to you to make to it practice. short and simple. Practice. You have uh, to talk more to people, and it could be TIs you're talking to. If you isolate it on your own, you don't have that much to say to anybody because there isn't anybody around. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So you need to to sort of call TIs, call me if you feel like, you know, we can have a discussion during the day, not at 3 o'clock in the morning as it's here, 3.30. Right. Uh, that type of thing where you are, because I'm finding, you know, I've got a husband here, but we know each other so well that we don't need to communicate very much. Probably we were very good at reading each other's minds. Sure, yeah, it's just so it is, you know, limited to to stuff which is, you know, our daily life and politics. Oh yeah, we have a ball screaming at each other about politics. <laughs> um, we we really uh, enjoy that a lot. You know, that's that's the only lively um, sort of interaction we have, I think, um, very, very sort of politically aware. And it's, right. uh, you know, not totally opposed views, but somewhat opposed, and that, that takes us off on a tangent. I want to prove that I'm right, and he wants to prove that he is right, and it's enjoyable, you know? A good debate is pretty enjoyable. It's stimulating, exchanging different points of view, and then um, sort of altering your point of view if necessary, because you accept the other one as better one. It is all part of the learning process, and I don't think we just because we are older, we should stop learning. That's as good. Keeps our brain cells exercised. I agree. Yeah, I think it's 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 not only okay, but it's necessary to to debate yeah. and have different views. Otherwise, we wouldn't move forward. Yeah, but it's it's also learning to convince other people and allowing yourself to be convinced. 
Right, yeah. All that uh, of um, finding the truth. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, with so many issues mm-hmm. with regard to the larger issues, I can... I leave it wide open and I continue to sort of gather more and more information and I you know I may have four or five different theories about any given topic and they may be competing and completely different and yeah yeah because oh, I've learned brain strain yesterday uh, you know I was sitting outside in the middle of the night listening to the talk show and I saw uh, something like a meteorite lighting up. Uh, the area where I was sitting was under the porch, so it, I didn't have the full view of the sky. Mm. I had the view in front of me, and mm. this thing dropped down uh, mm. with, the, with a slight vapor tail. I didn't hear the sound, um, but the frog stopped uh, going. It was so bright, and it split trees. It, I know exactly from the, what direction it came, and it backlit the trees, and it was lit right up to the ground. It didn't drop in front of me, but behind the trees, and I cannot properly estimate the distance where it fell, but I can estimate direction, and I can take the uh, what compass reading and more or less follow compass or, or uh, GPS or something and walk the property and see what fell down. And I had three theories, and I still have three theories what happened. Meteorite. So if I go to the computer and look for meteorite showers, because we have quite a lot of meteorite showers here. No, no meteorite showers, but then it wasn't a shower. It was just one item coming down. Um, So no meteorite shower predicted for this time now. So, okay, so keep it all, although it could be just one meteorite falling. Um, then I uh, checked, uh, I mentioned it to my husband, and he said, well, there was that UFO being seen by two pilots, blah, blah. So I didn't see the news, so I checked it on the Internet, and uh, and I read about it. Well, it wasn't a UFO, you know, big shape and all that. It was more like a small object, but the brightness was, you know, like phosphorus, you know, phosphorus bombs, when you see how they light up the sky. Right, oh, yeah. And I, I just thought, no. So I go and uh, look around, and came across this news that some um, Chinese um, space station is breaking down and will be coming to Earth on the 31st and on the 1st. So right, yeah, I saw that. So it's too early for me to see part of it falling down from the sky. You see? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So the third option, I figured out that it could be 
my stoke is lighting a flare. And as I didn't see from what height it came down, because I was, you know, under that uh, roof. Right, so you just saw it I in your... I didn't know how far from top it was descending. And I really haven't used... Have you ever used flares? Hello? Have you ever used flares? Oh, yeah. I, it, it sounded like you had cut off. Um, yeah. You know, I, I never have actually used one. Um, I've been in accident scenes where other people set them up, but... Yeah, but they set them on the ground, don't they? Yes. But like when you are in the mountains, you know, you carry a flare with you uh, just in case, you know, before the before the cell phone. Right, yeah, just a beacon. Yeah, so you, you light it up, you throw it up, and then the rescue people can find you. Right. So I don't know how it performs in the sky, but the light was, it was like daylight. Imagine, dark night. Well, dark night. There was a moon out, but but it was just like a day daylight lighting up the the trees. It was behind the tree, but it lit up the gap between the pines, and the branches got lit up, and all that part of the sky and the ground even was lit up. How close is the tree? The tree is about fifty feet away from me, perhaps less. But it wasn't, you know, it appeared that it was behind the trees, but it could have been a distance away. It's hard to define. But nevertheless, the light was, uh, I think it was pretty close because, you know, my my view was a bit limited. And uh, there isn't a forest anymore because it burned down. So... You know, it would have if it came not that close to me. Then it, you know, if there was a forest, it would have been blocked by the forest. There's a ridge there, and some trees about a mile away, so they could have blocked it. So therefore, it is on my property. I'm looking at it. The, the odd thing was that the light came right down to the ground, to the ground level. So if it was a meteorite, it would have uh, not necessarily disintegrated on the ground because it was still bright, right down to the ground. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it could have started a fire, too. I was afraid, so I asked my husband if the houses were operational, you know, because he could have fallen on the roof and set the fire. But I'm a bit uh, angry with myself that I don't really know how the flares appear in the sky, whether they have any vapor behind them. But it's, uh, it's the second time I saw something like that. Once I saw a meteorite during the big, I mean, I saw a lot of meteorites, small ones, you know, in the shower. I saw that, but once I saw a big one, and that was a meteorite which later on I found out hit somewhere in 
in Colorado. It was passing through the atmosphere, and it had that vapor, vapor, uh, on it traveling very fast. But it wasn't that bright. This was extremely bright, so it must have been close. Also, you know, atmospheric conditions could have been different. But it was uh, clear sky with the moon. So uh, the appearance of the light would have been stronger. Yeah, I've seen one, what I suspect was one meteorite uh, when I was living in Colorado. Yeah. And did you see a vapor behind it? Not the vapor, no. Yeah, when I saw the showers, I didn't see the vapor either. But uh, with the one I saw good many years back, I saw a vapor. And here I saw the vapor too. But it is a mystery. Have you considered the possibility of uh, some type of tech, like a hologram or... No, because of the fact that it backlit the trees. As, okay, yes, as it was moving. I always am open to any suggestions of uh, having uh, my vision interfered with. But this was just too complicated. You see what Right. To simulate it. It would have been too complicated to, to make that any anything like that, and the speed of it as well. It was very fast. Right. Slightly spinning, but not much. The, the vapor was probably uh, moving, so it wasn't a straight line. Really baffled me. So around that area, can, can, you, can you sort of explore? I can. I have to put cowboy boots on because there could be snakes there. Plus, you know, I'm working under the trees. Well, under the trees, trees, uh, trees, bare trees burned, and they are pretty dangerous. They dropping down, especially if you have change in temperatures. Um, I had one, two, three drop in uh, last few days. So it's a little dodgy to walk around. You know, they're just very long sticks. Well, they're not sticks because they're big. So if it lands on you, it can kill you. So oh, you'd have to do it on a good, a nice day without a lot of wind. and. Yeah, not, you mustn't go when it's windy. In fact, you know, we were, uh, we were, uh, what's it, uh, helmets. Uh, what did the workers uh, workers had? What is it called? Head protection. You know. Right, like a hard hat. Hard, hard hat we wear when we go out because it's too dangerous. You know, you don't want your head split. It still could get killed, but it is it is a serious danger walking around the. In some areas, and that area may not be too bad, but I think I have to. I have to take a campus reading, so I'm following the line because otherwise it would be too much work.
mountains in North Carolina, there's a a mountain, Brown Mountain, and it's been featured on a few different TV shows, you know, mystery type shows. And um, there are lights that move around the base of this mountain, and they have been moving for decades now. And they have had different committees and panels, different investigative bodies trying to figure out what it might be, but but, um, no one's been able to establish definitively what the lights are about. And um, I never got to see them, but I had a friend who saw them called the Brown Mountain Lights. And uh, they sort of travel at the base of the mountain and um, move around. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is. And there was a whole television program made about it, and I saw it. The notes. Have you heard of them? Well, I saw the whole television program on them. Oh, on the about mountain lights. About the lights in the mountains, and it was okay, yeah. studied and dissected, and I can't remember the conclusion. I think it's some physical uh, phenomena. You know, Saint Elmo lights or Elmo Elmo lights. That's in the bogs. You get those lights, and it's again, uh, it's probably uh, methane lighting up or something. Right, yeah. I was trying to think of the different theories. I forgot. Can't can't remember them that well. Well, years ago when I was living in North Carolina, I was walking around the base of a small, small lake or big pond. Um, and I was just sort of looking down and I saw something, uh, a black rock that was really shiny on one side and, you know, I picked it up and looked at it and it had that, had that crust like a meteorite and um, I brought it home and then I looked online and I was comparing it with other meteorites and, um, I was pretty certain it was a meteorite. And then I took it to a store um, just up from Boulder, Colorado, in Netherlands, and they sell a bunch of meteorites from all over the world. And um, I showed the man working there what it was. I, I gave it to him, and he looked at it, and he looked sort of startled. And he said, you know, where did you get this from? And I said, well, you know, somewhere around here, but I didn't want to go, you know, I didn't want to give him the exact spot. And so he said, well, I want to take it in the back. And I said, well, you know, can I come with you? Which he allowed me to. Um, And he thought it may have come from a particular meteorite shower or meteorite somewhere I think he said Arkansas yeah, but I explained no it it was in Colorado and I 
I don't think he was a you know a, a, an academic person, but given all the other media rights, I mean, pretty credible what they were selling there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he knew more about meteorites than I did, certainly. Um, so he gave it back to me, and then I got really, really excited. So I started to go back to that same area and dig up, and and I was finding more and more. Um, and then I was putting them in a backpack and taking them home. And um, when it was all said and done, what what I think it actually was was what they call slag from, from the mine. <laughs> yeah, right, from re- refining and uh, refineries. And, yeah, yeah, from the... Uh, huh. So we had, uh, you know, m- media wrongs, <laughs> not media rights. <laughs> and I filled up uh, a couple um, big tubs, you know, what, what do you call them, the big bins, uh, Tupperware, you know, not not Tupperware, but the you know, like feet, three feet wide bins with these rocks, and mm-hmm. I was quietly researching meteorites. I mean, it looked just like them with that with that outer layer, and mm-hmm. I mean, it looked just looked so much like them that someone with with some degree of expertise thought it was. You know, it's almost the way he reacted. You know, it was almost as if I had. Uh, you know, Picasso that had disappeared decades wow. ago. Um, but they were similar. The one excuse that, me? Oh, and then it, it turned out to be slag. You identified it as slag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, most likely, I left Colorado and um, I left the bins with my, my brother, my older brother, um, so it, it most likely was slag. I was pretty pretty confident. There are people that I could have sent it to. and Or you could have taken it to the shop and get some money for it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we thought about selling them on eBay. Um, but then you could be done for selling slag. Right, right. But if we're, I was thinking about... You know, just being clear, you know, like media right question or media wrong. And maybe someone who didn't realize how common slag was would would buy them. Um, but, yeah, boy, did I, I felt pretty foolish after that. Um, but I was thinking uh, of, um, you know, what, what am I going to do with all this money? And <laughs> all this money. And it's like saying, oh, my, it would be such a headache if I won the lottery. I wouldn't know what to do with the money. It's simple right. for me. So, yeah, there's, you know, I, and I had to keep it secret. Well, my my, uh, my my ex-wife, she too came out and was, was helping bring them back and filling her backpack up. And, <laughs> I think we were all thinking the same thing, but I learned a little bit about the whole meteorite community and 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 the people that have made a lot of money and chase them all over the world and. Um, oh, I didn't know it's so popular. 
we have a mineralogical society here, and I was quite, you know, that's before I realized how I was being stalked, and I wanted to join them because I have interest in um, the rocks. Um, yeah, that would be a neat group to join. Yeah, it, it's fun. They some all some events which were open to general public, but I couldn't really fit it into my schedule. Not that I have much of a schedule, but you know, it's a of logistics here. Somebody always has to be at home and mind the the house. So I didn't go, but that's that's interesting stuff. And um, I have a lot of rocks. Yeah, it's quite a a subculture. For, um, some of the best guys and women, they've been facing the meteorites all over the world. Some people have made incredible amounts of money, and um, then of course there's a lot of trading and yeah. Interesting little subculture, but that I, I, I didn't get to break into with my slag. <laughs> but there was one guy who's uh, you know, has followed him all over the world and has a massive safe in his home to keep them. And well, it's uh, less common than gold, is it? Mm-hmm. Limited supply. Yeah. Would have me. I have uh, rocks on the property, but they would be. Um, I don't know how a meteorite is meant to be shaped. Perhaps you know that swirls which I saw. It wasn't very. It wasn't a straight line. It was coming down. On, but it wasn't very varying line. It was dropping, and it was dropping fast. You know so. Uh, recollection of it. And so therefore it may have not been symmetrical. It wouldn't be a like round ball. That's what I'm saying. And therefore I have to be careful because I have rocks on the property. Um but uh, at what size would it be? That's very hard to assess. I think the best thing is just to take a bearing. Oh, where it has fallen. That that would be the best, just to eliminate the possibility of me picking something else. And I can do that. Take a compass uh, bearing and walk in. Having that bearing, I could uh, just go more or less in a straight line. Right, and you could use a GPS on your phone, or if you have a GPS, if you were to get close to it, or I guess then you would know, though. Because um, although I have an iPhone, I have the uh, Android, it is um, just gathering dust, and it is not uh, connected to anything, so I don't know how I could use it. I don't use it. It's flip phone. And a uh, landline. So it's easier to get the com- compass and go with that. 
what I see is coming right down to the ground. If it came right down to the ground, it would have been on my shoulder. Because there is a ridge that ridge uh, in in a, a distance. When you when you saw the first one. Only one. The the first one I saw many many years. Oh, it was not traveling downwards. It was traveling um, in sort of eclipse-like, well, eclipse. It was not vertical. It was coming with the speed, but it was not dropping down. It was like fly-by, which is weird. Right. It must have had an enormous momentum to go like that. Not coming down at all, so like parallel ground. Almost parallel, yeah. Yeah. It was just just traveling. That was uh, interesting because it was big. But uh, this one is coming down. And the the showers which we get, and sometimes we make a point of watching them, uh, that uh, they are they are coming down. They're coming down at people, but they're coming down. Right. Yeah. And that happens in I think January, December. There are four showers in California, and I think the winter ones are the, the particular ones because you get. 30 or more an hour. And uh, it may be 30 you see for a uh, minute or two, and then nothing, but, but it's a shower. You see quite a lot. But uh, they don't light up the sky like this one did, so it must have been close. Yeah, that is... Another mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Were you close to any military bases, Air Force, or? No, no, no. Middle of nowhere. Yeah, I've seen meteor showers, you know, but but only. Um, when I knew they were going to happen that night, and then just a, a couple by themselves. Mm-hmm. But where you, the ones you saw, they were coming down, weren't they? Yes, yeah. Even though the angle may not have been too sharp or... Yeah. yeah. But the first one I saw, it was traveling almost uh, parallel. And that was many years And I... Right, that it hit and was the meteorite. Probably, you know, the gravity worked on it in a different way. Because it may, it may have been propelled straight forward. Necessarily by the Earth, but by its own momentum it had. It came closer to the earth. Mm. That's my theory. Mm. The second one. 
another thing is, you know, when they came up with this, uh, uh, you, you saw the report about some UFOs seen by pilots in Arizona. Uh, somebody said to me, oh, it could have been uh, just a distraction from what they might be doing otherwise, on, you know, in the atmosphere. So it, it could have been... Uh, you know, some military experiment with laser. No, it wasn't a laser. Laser beam. It was a meteorite. But they do a lot of misinformation now. Why, why bring up that UFO which two pilots saw above them and uh, they couldn't make out much of it? It wasn't showing on the radar either. Weather balloon. Right. There was a denial that no weather balloon. But my my brother-in-law has somebody in his family. Um, who who was some type of pilot, if it was Navy or Air Force. Yeah. And he disappeared in flight. What, the whole aircraft? Yeah, I, I forget all the details. I'm actually just... Looking it up, I think it's somewhat well known. Do you know when? Where? About what? I think it was um, at least as early as the 60s, if not before. Hmm. You know, so many pilots disappear in um, in the deserts of Nevada, Arizona. And they're not found sometimes for 20, 30 years, even now. Do you remember that uh, guy who was working with Branson on the sort of edge of science at uh, the plaque? He took his... Uh, private plane and was going to put somewhere for a short flight and to find him where he crashed. It, yeah, well, I, you've probably seen that they're pretty confident that they've found remains of Amelia Earhart. Yeah. That is a, a bit of a mystery, and I don't think it's that there are so many illusions story or where, or is it a weird story? It, it should be easy to prove if they found her purse and her stuff. And then there was some photograph supposedly of her. On that island of Pinatu or something. Oh, right, yeah. 
I haven't read the, the most recent stuff. But my brother-in-law's relic, um, my brother-in-law, is his last name is um, their friend, Monkwa. Say it again, because that snorer is interrupting. It's a Monkwa, M as in Michael, O, Omega, N as in Nancy, C as in Charlie, L as in Lima, a-Alpha. And then the first name is Felix. So F-E, F as in Frank, E-L-I-X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that I, I, I never heard about it until about four years ago. But my sister and my brother-in-law have been married for a long time, thir- probably 30-something years. So I I think it may have been something that even in their family, they for some reason didn't talk about it. But there's a whole um, entry in Wikipedia about it. Really? And it was not... Not Samuel Chang. Uh, he was. Uh, it was disappeared while performing in her defense intercept. Intercept in uh, Lake Superior in '53. Over the lake. Yeah. So it would have gone in the lake. Right. Yeah. That seems to be. You know the the first. Theory, but I, I, I'm, I'm bookmarking it. <laughs> Could be just one more of uh, quite a few mysteries with my family. Well, in this case, I mean it's more you know it's ex- extended. It's really his family, not mine. But it's your ex-brother-in-law. Oh, no, uh, uh, current brother-in-law. There's oh, so it's your sisters, yeah? Huh? Yes. Right. Yeah, one sister, older sister. You've got quite a few siblings. How are they reacting to you? Um, I have an older sister and an older brother. Uh-huh. I got along very well with my older brother, and I... Um, got along well with my, my sister. She is about five or six years older. Um, but starting in around 2009, things became strained. And then out of nowhere, after I moved down here, I uh, I went to a few my sister has five children, so I was enjoying getting to spend time with them and getting to you know know them. I I had seen them every maybe four or five years as they were growing up. So we had nice get-togethers, and I didn't even take the bait and argue about anything political or. 
you know, so there was absolutely no tension or anything even remotely close to that. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, my sister wrote me a letter after my younger, not my younger, but the, the oldest nephew told me he was going to get married. And he had been with this young woman for a long time, so I was really happy for him. And my sister wrote a letter, an email, saying that I wasn't invited because I was, quote, um, unpredictable and frightening. And I had, uh, you know, of course I have no, I have no idea where that came from. Um, Your father. Excuse me? It must have come from your father. I I, I I don't know, you know. I, I, well, she's got to get it from somewhere, unless it was a pop operation. Unless well, that's, yeah. I, well, I suspect it may be bigger than my dad, and he may have, maybe maybe people in my family were, were targeted, and then, Maybe they, there are people in my family that may, you know, that would have had a good, they would have had the resources to, to, to possibly figure it out. Um, so maybe they figured it out that I mean, they, I'm, they, I'm just grasping for straws, um, but perhaps they figured it out that it had something to do with me. Well, it had to do with you because she wrote you, but um, they could have. There could be something going on on some higher level, which you know nothing about. Yes. Some more people. Who are, your your father was. Your father is connected to to some sort of uh, military or governmental stuff. Yeah. So that could be from that source. And yeah. You just tap on the shoulder. You better, you better associate too much. Patrick, it's good for you. Something along those lines. But Possibly, how it, yeah. How is it panning out, brother? Are you are you still friendly and uh, have a good relationship with him, or is it becoming? It's beginning to be a little tense because I just was a little more direct because he moved into the city where I live from Colorado, uh-huh. and he didn't even tell me he was moving here, so. He was here about four or five days, and then he told me he was living here. And it wasn't to surprise you, hey, here I am. Isn't it great? No. I. It, hmm. There's some reason I don't understand that, that he sort of moved abruptly and ended up here. Um, but we've only spent probably two hours a time over the last year. So, and it, it it was always, I mean, the time that we, we spent 
was good. I enjoyed spending time with him. But I recently did um, end a phone call highly, you know, being very sarcastic to say, I'm really glad you've been keeping in touch. So, uh, well, you have to be careful. Yeah. It looks like they, they may be keeping tabs on you the whole time. Don't know. You just be careful. Sometimes I agonize them, but uh, looking at at towards you. Sometimes what? I'm sorry. Looking at your father's attitude towards you. It is not good that he's got some kind of hold of you over you by providing you with accommodation. Right. Yeah. He's, if he wasn't taking such a big chunk of my check, I'd have I'd have a little bit of money saved up. I'm uh, I can be pretty frugal. Um, Yeah, you know, I may may never know. I think there's a good chance that I may never know what all this is about. It's meant that way by them. Yeah. Are you paying him equivalent commercial rates for for the accommodation, or are you being given a benefit of, uh, oh, it's family, I'll charge you less? It is a little less. I have a guest bedroom um so it 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 is a little bit less um and i'd love to share a home with someone i could trust but um i don't know if i'll ever be able to trust anyone (laughs) difficult yeah certainly not through craigslist or something like that no, you need the references, and if you let somebody into your house, you have to know them well. Yeah. Position, you could be perked, and the worst thing is not advertise. Really. Is what? You cannot advertise. If you advertise, don't take. I usually act on the premise. The best possible choice is somebody being happy. Yeah. Too good to be true. So the third choice is probably the random choice. Yeah. But uh, it's probably better to look on the Craigslist for people who are looking. Unfortunately, these are the people who have their credit shots, uh, who are not managing their life well enough to, um, they're usually in a, in a tight They want it now, and they don't have enough to pose it, and that sort of thing. So it's tough. It takes, if you are looking for somebody to of the burden of uh, economical burden by not having enough cash. It would be uh, quite useful to have somebody 
cost could be very high if you don't get the right person. Exactly. Yeah, being able to secure the home would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, going out in town. But at least you won't get entries. But there are TIs who are, you know, in a tight spot very often. But the point is, you have to know them. You have to know them well. Right, yeah, I met a, a TI who supposedly lived in this in my county here. It was, he, at first he was very convincing, and there, there were red flags that were going up. But he eventually tried to get me to buy directed energy weapons with him, like the like the elect, electromagnetic pulse generators and guns. And his idea was that we would shoot each other with them, or one of us would shoot the other person so that we could get attention for it. It made absolutely no sense. Um, Essentially, it seemed now, like just a setup. You would have landed you in big trouble. Right, yeah. It. It. Uh, I stopped communicating with him after that. And then, the, and then the next thing that he proposed was, um, it dawned on, you know, he acted as if he just thought of it for the first time, but he was saying if 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 some TI were to you know self immolate and you know burn themselves to death that that would be great publicity for the the movement and then I did write after that I did write um, Linda and Ella and said you know. You know, heads up about this guy. That's the sort of thing you don't want to be telling TIs, especially people that are vulnerable and already depressed and possibly suicidal. Yeah. Um, you don't want to throw that thing around. Moreover, um, if he was going to carry it out himself, he would have another Myron May. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, right. Even if someone did do it, it would just it would it. I mean, it's ridiculous in the first place, and it would just be further. Um, it would just further make us seem absolutely crazy.
people to open the door at night without mm. knowing totally controlled and they are aware of what they are doing. Very hard to believe. Well, yeah, I really struggle with that. Um, but knowing that they can transmit words, obviously thoughts and subliminals, that seems to be pretty well documented and proven. Um, I think also it's a detail. They are targeted very much, targeted very hard and uh, young, you know, cannot predict react. We try to take two. Yeah, there's definitely different um, degrees of density or severity. Some of the TIs get picked up because I'm brushes with the battery uh, in their past. Because of what? I'm sorry, but that's Had snoring. I keep with psychiatry, be it, be it minor, but they have some history of going to psychologists or psychiatrists prior to becoming a Right, yeah, that makes sense, and therefore quite a few people are already dealing with a genuine mental illness or healthy with living, whatever you want to call it. But uh, However mild it is... Uh, you know, a trigger for something much more serious, a situation of becoming right? And their coping skills may be non-existent. Yeah. Well, what's in it? Just hang on in there. Yep, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, you could, uh, being disabled, you could apply for Section 8. Oh, I could. Yeah, I I lived in um, HUD-subsidized housing in Maryland. Um, but the building had a... Um, a building a bed bug infestation. So that was my introduction and experience with bed bug, which was horrific. So I'm a little, I'm I'm more than a little weary about moving into. Uh, And they're usually prepared by the perp. I mean, here in California, 
exactamente. Yeah, you um speaking about Sacramento, you reminded me I need to um, I I've spoken a, a few times with a man from Sacramento um whom I definitely think is is genuine but he doesn't really like a lot of the calls um but I have to call him back I did, I uh I called earlier in the week and um you uh, no he it's been at least several years for him I I, I can't remember um what his background or you know how he was targeted or how you know well of course many of us don't know. um Oh, that's now is terrible. Yeah, there used to be a group at one stage that came into it. It fell apart many years. That seems to be a um, how things turn up. People get very excited, very positive, and then how they, they quarrel and fall apart. Yeah. So he does much of uh, of the calls in general. From what you say. I think one of the things I need to do is to just write a lot down and goals and objectives and time frames and and then share that with the community and uh, other people are all already doing that but, the, um, but then compare what i've what I've written with other people that are writing different goals and objectives but i, I as you said earlier the the techno crime fighter that they've laid out a pretty good strategy and yeah, I wish more people were listening to them, though. Because uh, they always, sometimes they just ignored, but they shouldn't be ignored. They're doing great work on our behalf. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ramola's one of the best investigative journalists out there at this yeah. point. Yes. Hardworking. Yeah, she's the only one that I know that also uh, adds all the end notes or footnotes. Um. Yeah, yeah. So everything by her is pretty kosher. Yeah. Well, I did see this past Thursday about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and so she was justifiably really upset being hit in public and in the way she was hit. Yeah. It's these people are definitely deranged. 
Yeah, but he's brave. He has got that sense of right and wrong. And he is not going to give up secrets. No. No. I mean, there could be instances like being threatened, a child being threatened. That's always a possibility. But so good. You see, they they tend to take um, take down people who are affected. Uh, Word effectual. People who can bring changes and who pose some kind of the status quo. Right. I I don't know if I suspect someone else said this, and I picked up on it. But you know, just um, but some of the targets seem to be people that um have a maybe a, a demonstrated ability to promote social cohesion. Um. Yeah, and activism, sensible activism. Yeah. A long time ago now, we had two very good people who were strikes in uh, shielding, they, I believe, got taken down, dead. So, there is some truth in that. So they just sort of disappeared? Uh, No, I think they were killed. Oh, wow. How can you prove anything? Right, yeah. Especially from a a distance. Without the the facts. Yeah, that's one of the things I suspect might sort of a goal that Defense contractors have is to take more countermeasures, you know, to get in to get larger contracts to hope to protect infrastructure, you know, all these other things with direct energy. So just to create more of an more of a a, a due arms race. Well, I don't know if it's an arms race. I think it's already developed enough to able to exert uh, control of the masses. It's already reached a stage where. All people can yeah, I'm arriving at my conference uh, pretty slowly. I 
covered in weapons and all that. But uh, I realized that's what's happening. Just was too fantastic. And yet now I'm at the it's used for population production. I'm sorry that snoring is making it so difficult. Yeah, what I said that um I reached a stage where I had the uh all these tools are going to be used, are meant to be used for population control. Yeah. And I just don't think that they need that much or more of uh, experimentation. I mean, if we look at how long they've been doing it. Even Catherine Hart says that they've already got it. What? Yeah, I think I I may have told you they uh they scorched me a couple times. Not the not the the sort of diffuse radiation that, you know, feels like a 105 degree heat, you know, being under the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then it that ends up feeling like a sunburn. But on two occasions, um, I had fallen asleep in my office chair, and I got hit with something like a ADS type thing. You know, it, immediate ten on a ten pain index scale, hmm. and I was sort of. I jumped out of my seat immediately, of course, and I threw my, I have a a hard neck brace that I wear when I'm looking, you know, working on the computer. Mm-hmm. And it, I was burned right around the clavicle. Wow. And I thought, I thought it was my, my neck brace somehow burning me, and I, you know, because I didn't know. I was I had, I was asleep and to wake up to that I had no idea what had occurred and what was interesting is that the day before I had been reading about the ADS and uh one of the the gurus the uh, the Colonel Alexander had said that no one had been able to make it, I think, to the five-second point, you know, that most people, you know, in like three seconds, most people immediately either run away or they hit, you know, they hit a button if they can. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I think I could probably get to five seconds. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I, I couldn't have gotten to five seconds. Um <laughs> uh, but it was a tiny, tiny little, you know, it was about maybe an inch, less than an inch long and about a half, um, you know, about as less than a centimeter wide. It was like a blister scar. Oh. Absolutely excruciating for three to five seconds. But in a couple hours, 
there was a, absolutely no pain at all, and, and in fact, it it quickly dissipated or quickly decreased. Um, only burnt once, but lasted a week, and it covered uh, my um, front, you know, below the neck. It was horrible. It was red for a week, but I mean, almost beetroot red. Like a like a red blotch, like a sunburn almost, or like lines, but it was all like a sunburn. It became first it was like lines, and then it became like a sunburn. Oh, it was a large area, a large area, but it only happened like that. The other burn was like a sea burn, and I had to notice them. And you know, oh, I touched myself with a cigarette or something. Myself, how could I, how could I touch myself there with a, almost an impossibility? You see. Right. Yeah. You just put your <laughs> grasping for straws, trying to figure out what's going on. But this is relatively rare to get burned. So I always think that it's a new herb who doesn't know how to control mental devices. I don't think it's particularly done on the Oh, so yeah, that, that it was someone that didn't know how to use them that well, is that she said? Yeah. I, I suspect that they have to control uh, the physical symptoms. Right. You could still go to the doctor and say, um, somebody burned me with an uh, um, direct energy weapon, and you still can come out straight to the mental ward. That's still possible. I don't think they, um, they intend to do it this way. A little too dodgy. Oh. So I think it's that. Or oh, in your case, they know by the time you get to the doctor, there won't be any signs. Right. right. I take on that. In the yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing technology. Amazing, but uh, it's it's a big science, you know. Once you have the science, then you can translate what to do with it, and they did. Yeah. Once you have, it doesn't become that hard. Learn to ride the bicycle. And that's what I think is, is happening. I wonder if that's Ryan snoring. Yeah, I think it's 
too late the on yeah it, it it's been nice talking to you, but that snoring is driving me crazy. Do you think it's done on purpose perhaps? I think sometimes i've I, I sometimes I've heard the snoring and it almost sounds like a recording um, yeah but but this person whoever's been snoring. I mean, it could be a recording, but he has these gaps, or she has these gaps. Sounds like they may have uh, sleep apnea. <laughs> or it could be uh, on the recording itself. Be like that. Right. It's testing our reactions to that uh, pleasant uh, sound. Yeah. <laughs> Experimental animals here. They could have yeah. thought about us and see how we would respond. Nor is we will talk about it. There's a lot to learn about human behavior. That yeah, anything in the name of science, apparently. I really believe, I, I, I don't know if it would actually change anything, but uh, scientists especially, all sorts of professions, we need uh, ethics classes in uh, curriculum. Oh, you've got uh, common instead, which is a lot of bullshit, I it's a lot of what? I'm sorry. That's a bullshit. That's a new method of teaching children. Common core. Yep. It's called common core. And oh, right, right. Gives a lot of education. Really detrimental. So ethics classes would be pretty low on the list. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, let's uh, call it tonight. Uh, resume tomorrow or some other day. That sounds good. And happy Easter, if that means anything. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, it it it's a uh, happy Easter to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to take it as a All right, well, have a good day. Sleep. <laughs> good. Uh, don't work too hard. No, I won't. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Just not, not too hard. Right. Okay, good night. Hey, night to you.
Why are you sleeping on this line? Are you lonely? Good night, please. I expect to talk to you. Hold on. Okay. 
I just think
Build anything you want, but maybe the stone perfect. That's a good spot. You can probably get that. On the corner? Or the other place? With the pond? Oh, it's very basic, of course. Like 200. I don't want to say that. I would have seen it just because I don't like it very much. I Well, it's amazing that that's the good job. And those people who hang on those spiders. No, I didn't think 25 photos would be worth it. Don't get the big blue 1950 over there. That's not really bad. You know what I mean? It's only going to take the time and trouble to take photographs. Wouldn't it be worth calling the piece of furniture in for one day for the photos and go online? I would do it. I'd, I'd call the Lennon Center or something. That's out there. Oh, it's still on. I'm muting. I'm going to mute myself. I just leave this room open all night, all day and all night.